Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas, church. Merry, Merry Christmas. I hope that uh, you're with your loved ones. I hope that you opened up gifts that you like. Michael David, so good. Merry Christmas to you. Merry, Merry Christmas to the elders of our house here. Other elders are Rentlers, uh, my, my beautiful bride, Pastor Tracy, and everybody who came out to record with us. Thank you for the production team that's here. I need, before I get into um, my... Oh, we got to do the Apostles' Creed. we got to do the Apostles' Creed. I'm, I'm so excited about Christmas, Michael David. I love food. I, I, like, I, like, I like Christmas, but um, let's, let's stand for the Apostles' Creed, if you would, please. Let's believe, let's declare what we believe in faith. Are you ready? I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, He rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He'll come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Universal Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen and amen. Give somebody, wherever you are right now, just lay hands on somebody. Just declare the peace of God over them. If you're, if you're alone at home, just here's what you can do. You can put your hand on the screen and declare the peace of God over me and Michael David. You can declare it over us. Healing in this season, blessings in this season. I am um, I'm so thankful for this house. I'm thankful for what God is doing in this house. Uh, I'm thankful for what the Lord is doing through this house to the people around us. I'm so thankful for our band who came and uh, served us so graciously. If you got a Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 2. And as I promised the Christmas miracle, I am going to preach a short message. Not just a short message for me. A real short message. Like that regular church might call short. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. Michael David keeps playing. I might just preach all day. Who knows? So, Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. We'll just say that's how you say his name. Let's just say that. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house of and the family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them at the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there will be born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly, there appeared with an angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on the earth peace among men with whom He is pleased. 
when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, let us go straight to Bethlehem then and to see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in a manger. When they'd seen this, they made known the statements which had been told to them about the child. And all who had heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. You say amen to the reading of the word. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Amen. Thank you, Michael David. Hey, bless you again. Merry Christmas. I know that's more Bible than we normally read in church, but I feel like sometimes we can have a little less preaching and a little more Bible. Amen? We can use a little more of the Word of God and a little less of the Word of man, a little more of the unvarnished, unchanging truth, a little less of what we want, what we expect, and what we believe. I, 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 am, um, I, I can't tell you how much my heart is bubbling over with joy in this season. I am so thankful to be in a community of faith. I'm so thankful to be connected to a God of love. I am so happy to be joined to each and every one of you at Revival Life Church. And I, and I, and I, I, I hope you feel the same. And if you don't, just lean into it. Just lean into the feeling, and God will baptize you in it. We have been talking about expecting Jesus, and here we are, Christmas morning. Jesus has arrived. We've been talking about expecting hope, expecting joy, expecting peace, expecting love, and expecting, of course, Jesus. And now, here we are. We've talked about creating a a space in our life for Jesus. That sometimes, Jesus has to carve a little room in our lives. and, And that can get a little painful sometimes that we're holding on to things that He's carving out. But the payoff is so wonderful. The payoff is Jesus Himself. We read in the story today that there was no room at the end for Jesus. And here's what's so funny, that people thought that man can do something that Jesus couldn't avoid. That man can create a barrier that Jesus can't come through. That they could say the inn is full, so somehow that would keep Jesus from coming. No, that is not the God that we serve. Some people preach a Jesus that is so fragile and a God that is so fickle that if you make one mistake that somehow the plans and promises for your life are negated, that somehow God is in heaven waiting to see what you're going to do so He can decide what He's going to do. But we read in this story that no matter what anybody said or what anybody planned, Jesus was going to come and do what the Father said that Jesus was going to to do, and there's nothing anybody could do to stop it. That is the God that we serve. We, 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 we know that this God of love is coming for us. We, we know that this God is, is, is caring, that He sent His Spirit. But there's another aspect of Jesus that I really value, and that's that um, Jesus is going to do what Jesus wants to do. Amen? Jesus is going to accomplish what Jesus said He's going to accomplish. The Father's going to have a plan come to pass that the Father said is going to come to pass. What I love about Jesus is once He speaks something, it's as good as 
done. I love that God knows that He is God, and He knows that we are not. Sometimes people preach a really big devil and a little bitty God. Sometimes people preach that there is a very powerful you and a very weak God who is just hoping and praying that you would choose Him. No, friend, that is not the God we serve. We serve a God that's going to do in your life what He said He's going to do. We just read out of Luke chapter 2, but if we were to go back a chapter to Luke chapter 1, we can read this story about an angel that showed up to a little girl named Mary. We're not sure exactly how old she was, probably somewhere in her mid-teens. She was a virgin. We know that she was betrothed. And they're just waiting for the right age for her to get married. And the the angel came to her and said, hey, you're going to have a baby. And she's like, nah, nah, you got the wrong man. You're at the Wrong, excuse me, the wrong lady. You're at the wrong house. I think you done come to the wrong address. And he's like, um, no, no, this is, um, you're going to be pregnant. And I know you haven't been with a man, but the Holy Ghost is going to do it. He says, you're going to conceive in your womb a boy. And that the Holy Ghost is going to make this happen. He said, uh, what you think is not possible by the Holy Ghost is possible. See, this is what happens when you get around the Holy Ghost. When you get around people who believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost starts doing things that you did not think was possible. He starts to accomplish things in your life in ways that you thought you were going to have to figure out. You thought that you were going to have to work out the plan. You thought you were going to have to come up with the right thing. But when the Holy Ghost is at work, what you planned to come to pass is not nearly as relevant as what He planned to come to pass. Mary said, I can't, I'm a virgin. But we also read about Elizabeth, who said that she can't have a child because she's too old. We got Mary saying, I'm too young, I'm not ready. We got Elizabeth saying, I'm too old, it's past my time. And we got the Holy Ghost saying, I've already said what I'm going to do. I've already declared my plan. I've already set my purpose in motion. See, when the Holy Ghost is on the scene, there's no limitations to what God could do in your life. Mary didn't, excuse me, Holy Ghost didn't come to Mary or Elizabeth asking for permission. The angel came with the word of the Lord. And that word of the Lord is what keeps the earth spinning and keeps gravity working and keeps the love of God in your heart and keeps your place in heaven secure. It was like when the angel came up and talked to Hagar. Remember we talked about Hagar in the wilderness, abused, taken advantage of, without agency, and yet she was going to get pregnant. And the angel spoke to her about Ishmael that was going to come and the great call that was going to be on his life. It was like when the Lord spoke to Sarah when her womb was closed and said, you think it's not possible, but you're going to have a boy and his name's going to be Isaac. It's like in the book of Judges, when Zora was unable to have a child and bore the shame of being unable to bear kids, and yet the angel of the Lord showed up and she had a baby named Samson that we read about. Let me tell you, when you give your life to God, you give your life to His miraculous works. When you give your life to God, you give God permission to move in your life in a way that you have not seen yet. And I have a feeling in 2023, we're going to 
see some of these miraculous works happening in people's lives in unexpected ways. I am believing for unexpected miracles. I, I, I am believing, as crazy as this sounds, that we would expect the unexpected in this coming season. Just like I spoke about last week, the unexpected, I want you to be expecting it to happen. I want you to be looking for the unexpected. You're like, that don't make any sense, Pastor. But it does. It does. When we look for God, we find Him. It's funny, we, we see what we're looking for. If we're looking for faults in people, then we find faults in people. When we look for goodness in people, we find goodness. When we're looking for God, then the Bible says that the very creation declares the glory of God. We don't need a sign. We don't need a wonder. We don't need a stumbling block. We begin to see Him all around because He is the God that is ever-present. Last week, we talked about Joseph. We don't talk about Joseph a lot. We did last week, of course, and Joseph, the man of mercy, how his wife, his betrothed, was pregnant, and he had already decided, remember last week how we decided, he already decided in his heart to violate the law and show mercy on her. And I believe that that willing heart to show mercy was an open door for him to get that prophetic dream where the Lord visited him and said, hey, good man, I am of this thing. This thing that sounds crazy. This would sound like a lie. If your girl came to you and said, like, no, no, God did that, you'd be like, no, you a lie, right? But because he was a man of mercy, the angel visited him in the dream. And the Lord spoke and said, this that's in the womb of Mary is of the Holy Ghost. It's, it's, it's how he made room for God to move in his life in a time where many people would act rashly and would act in rage and would be thankful that they could show judgment. Joseph was a man of mercy, which allowed the God of mercy to move in his life. We remember that when John the Baptist was prophesied onto the scene, his family wasn't quite as willing, and so his dad had to get struck mute. Joseph was a little more willing. Heart was a little more open. I can imagine what kind of dad he was. This is the clarity that God brings when the Holy Ghost is on the move. This is the clarity that God brings in our life. We don't have to wonder, is this God? Is that God? I'm not sure what the direction is. No, God begins to speak clearly when we make room for Him in our lives. And speaking of uh, Jesus coming into the world, John wrote in this massive 10,000-foot view where Luke got down and dirty and said, I want to tell you the story of how Jesus came into the world. We read the Gospel of John, and John is like, we know that when we, remember when we studied the, the four books of the Bible, the four Gospels, and how each were represented by an angel, you, I mean, excuse me, an animal, you remember that John was represented by the eagle, right? The eagle is soaring high above the landscape. And when John tells this story, he, he, he's so high above things, he's not down in the dirt like Luke is. He says this. He says, John chapter 1, verse 4, he says, In Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in darkness, and the dark not, darkness did not comprehend it. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness could not comprehend it. It's amazing what happens when light comes into a room and darkness has to flee. So many people are spending their lives fighting the darkness, where the Word just says, turn on the light. 
So many people are trying to get things out of their life, and Jesus is like, just get me in your life. Get the Holy Ghost in your life. You be so full of me, you won't have room for other things. Actually, the Bible says you'll be so full, you'll be overflowing with the Spirit. The enemy wants to distract us. He wants us to get down in the dirt and be focused on ourselves and thinking about what we can do and what we can't do and our limitations and uh, uh, what, what, what God's not going to be able to do through me and what my family has set me up for so I can't come into what God has for me or maybe the sins of my life have now cut me off from God's blessing. And God is like, man, I need you to stop looking at you. I need you to look at me a little bit. Look at the miracles I can do. Look, look, look at what I can do through people who are just willing to let me be God. Darkness is driven away by light. This is good news. This is good news. Listen, Jesus is always coming at you. And He is coming full of light to light up every dark area of your life. Jesus is coming at you all the time. Just like we talked about last week, He is constantly being born. You may not understand what Jesus is doing right now, but you're in good company. If you're not sure what God is doing in your life right now, man, you are in some of the best company on the planet. The prophets didn't know what he was doing. The Mary didn't know what he was doing. Elizabeth didn't know. Half the time, the disciples, they, they, they didn't have any clue what Jesus was doing. John said again in verse 5, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not comprehend it. This is the mystery of Jesus. This is the mystery. This is the mystery that we sometimes talk about so often that it loses the mystery it's supposed to contain. I don't understand the virgin birth. You don't understand the virgin birth. We're not supposed to understand it. It's mystery. But it's a good mystery. You see, Jesus was born that day. But He's still being born He's being born in people's hearts all over the world. He's being born in your life over and over and over again. And, and, and we'll continue to say this. If the gospel is good news, it has to continue to be news to us. It has to be news that is good over and over and over again. It's not like when you look at your news app and you're like, I read this already, or you look at Instagram for the 400th time this hour and there's no new pictures. There's new scroll of Jesus, the feed of Jesus is constantly new in our life. There's constant new material. There's constantly new content. There's constantly new aspects to be seen. It is news and it is always good. And, and, and Jesus is, is coming with this news and we have to realize if this is good news, news that is good, then we have to recognize that He is constantly being born in our lives. Maybe 2022 has been a bit of a rough year for you. Maybe, maybe you have found yourself in the wilderness that we have talked about so much, the barren places, the areas of darkness. Good news. And Jesus loves those places. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's some sadness in your life this year. Maybe, maybe there's been grief. Maybe there's been downright darkness or doubt. Maybe you've questioned what you believe this year. Good news. God's not scared of that. That doesn't affect God at all. As a matter of fact, Jesus runs to those places. Jesus runs to your doubts. Jesus runs to your grief. Jesus runs to your sorrow. Jesus is at home in your confusion. It's where He loves to be. He loves to be at home in those places. He's born in dark places every day. 
is his delight. Here's what it says John went on to say about places that he's waiting to be born. It says, but in John 1, verse 12, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He's a good God. He is a good God, and He is being born in people's lives so that they can be born anew. This isn't just church talk to me. This isn't just something that I say. This isn't, this isn't, I grew up in church, so this is what I preach. This is, this is, this is Carl. This is my faith. This is what I believe. This is what I know. This is when I go into the dark areas of my life when I'm struggling with the goodness of God, when I'm struggling with God's plans, when I'm struggling with His plans for my family, our country, this planet. God, where, where, where are you? When I, when, I, when I lay my heart out before the Lord and I say, I, I do not understand what is going on right now. When I, when I look at the madness happening around our nation and I say, God, what, what is, what, where are you? When I, when, I, when I look at the bank account sometimes, when I look at the, my, 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 my house, when I look at the, 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 the state of the church, and it looks like crazy has completely taken over, and I go to God and I say, God, where are you? What is happening? But as I go through my journal, as I do at the end of the year, and I say, what, what has God been doing timing and time and time again? God shows up. And He says, Son, I just need you to trust me. Son, I'm here in the midst of this. I, I, I am with you. If you will walk, I promise you, I will lead. I'm preaching you the faith that I live. I'm preaching you the faith that I know. I'm not selling you something. I'm not telling you to believe something that I don't know to be true. I don't know everything. I know this. I know that Jesus Christ is alive. I know that He was born of a virgin. I know that He walked the earth without sin. I know that He was murdered on a cross where His arms were stretched out wide and He was lifted high. And I know that He died a sinner's death. I know that He was buried in a borrowed grave And I know that on the third day, the Father raised Him from the dead where He was ascended to the right hand of the Father where He will reign forever. And I know that my faith is in that God. And one day, I will dwell with Him in His house forevermore. I know that one day, He's coming back again to walk the earth and reign as Lord and Savior. I know this. God has spoken this to me. And I have my faith in this. Now, I don't have my faith in the economy. I, I, I do not have my faith in our government. I, I, I do not have faith in business. I don't have faith in man. I have my faith in God alone. Now, I wish I, wish I had faith in me. I wish that I had enough faith to know that I was going to make all the right choices and make all the right decisions and get the right plan and make these things come to pass. And isn't that the real struggle that we have? 
Isn't that the struggle that we get the download of God and we decide on our own how it's going to come to pass? But just like last week, let's look at the man named Joseph. The Bible says that Mary was found with child. It doesn't say how. We have no idea how she was found with child. We don't know how she communicated that to Joseph. The Bible doesn't say. The Bible doesn't say that she did communicate it in any way supernatural. It just says that she was found with child. She was the passive in it. The Bible doesn't even tell us that she told anybody the promise of God. Could you imagine if the angel Lord came to you and told you that you were going to birth the Messiah? Now, the average one of us would probably tell a few people that we were special, that God visited us, that He was going to do an eternal miracle through me, and I just need you to recognize that God has chosen me to bring the Messiah. But Mary, the Bible says, hid these things in her heart. And she was found with child. I tell you, we, we, we judge the liturgical church because they venerate Mary, but my God, she's a special woman. A special woman who had the plan of God hidden in her heart. And if anybody could brag on anything, if anybody could brag on anything, it's Mary. I'm going to have Jesus, right? Like, she, she's going to birth the Messiah. Today, you just think you're going to come up on $100, you tell everybody, right? But here's Mary going to be the chosen vessel of God. And she hid these things in her heart. My, my, my. Joseph was told that this was going to happen. Now, suppose that you are a man and an angel told you that your wife was going to bear a child. Most men will put that plan into motion. I'll leave that at that. Most men will put that plan into motion. But the Bible says that Joseph did not consummate that marriage until Jesus was born. Why? Nobody could claim credit for this but God. They didn't put their hands all over God's plan. They sat back and they let God be God and bring His plan to pass. I'm here to tell you, friend, I believe that you are watching today for a reason. I believe that God wants to remind some people that He has a plan for your life, that you did hear Him correctly. And it may seem like the promise is waiting, but I'm telling you, if you will keep your hope in God, He will make it come to pass. Come on, somebody. He will make that plan come to pass. If you will take your hands off of it, if you will let go of it, if you will actually put it down and hide it in your heart, God will show Himself faithful in your life in ways that you have not seen yet. Let's just be honest. You've already tried to do what you could do. You've tried to see how you could bring it to pass. You've already tried to five different ways make it happen. But God is now waiting for you to say, maybe I will just sit back and let God be God. So he could get the glory in your life. I'm preaching to myself right now. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to myself. I think this is a good word. This is a better word. Like, just slap the like button right now. Say amen in the chat. Give a hallelujah. Run around the room a little bit. Video yourself. Put it on TikTok and tag your boy. Carl does something. Come on. I'm telling you, God is doing.
doing something right now in the house. I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm not lying, Mike. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I run my own self if we had a little movable camera right now. I feel God is doing something. And this is just like we've been studying in the book of Isaiah. All along in Isaiah, Isaiah was preaching to him saying, listen, listen, you think you're going to make this come to pass, but God is going to do what God is going to do. Don't, don't, so he told Judah, don't, don't make a pact with, with Syria. Don't make a pact with Israel. I am going to send your deliverer. And he tells them, he says, listen, by this time next year, a woman will bear a child. Many believe that's the prophet Hezekiah he was talking about. Matthew kind of jacked that scripture for Jesus a little bit, you know, but we'll give him a little bit of grace because he's Matthew, right? And so, but, but we says that by this time next year, a woman will birth, will birth a child. And by that time, come on, I need y'all to just follow me here for a second. By that time, all of your enemies, all these problems that you're all worked up about, he told them, all these things that got you in all kind of turmoil, by that time, if you will wait, will be solved. Listen, God is after your life and he's after the glory. Not just for you to bow down, which we are supposed to do, but that we would yield our heart to Him like Mary. We would yield our heart like Joseph. Finally, in Isaiah chapter 62, this is the promise that God gives to people through Isaiah the prophet. If you would come on up, music people. This is what Isaiah was getting at. God was coming and the people would be transformed. It wasn't a maybe. It wasn't a if you do the right thing. It was a I am God and this is what I said I will do. Isaiah 62, verse 12, he says this. And they will call them the holy people. The redeemed of the Lord. And you will be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Come on, somebody. That's a good word right there. You will be sought out, a city not forsaken. You may feel like God is away from you right now. You may feel like 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 He is so distant, but God is close. God is closer than you realize. He's as close as your breath. He's as close as my voice at this very moment. Today we celebrate that Jesus came to seek you out. Today we come to celebrate that Jesus left heaven and came to earth because you are not forsaken. We celebrate the God who thinks you are worth being born again. He was willing to be born again on the earth that you could be born again in the spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, God is for you. God is for your family. God is for your future. God is for us. It's love, peace, and joy. We're about to go back into this. I don't know if it's a chorus. I don't know if it's a bridge. I never know these things. I just say it, and my daughter just translates it. I'm going to go into the whatever. But what I want you to do is I want you to stand. I want you to sing this. And I want you to believe it in your life. 
Merry Christmas, Revival Life Church. Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. Come on, let's sing this out nice and loud. There is not my future. You are. You are. Sickness is not in my story. You are. You are. Heartbreak's not my home. You are. You are. Death is not the end. You are. You are. Christmas Revival Life Church. Pastor Tracy, you come and join me. Merry Christmas Revival Life Church. Merry Christmas, everyone out there. And I got to give a caveat at the end. My wife came up at the end of worship, and it was done, but I wasn't done. They were done. I wasn't done yet, so I told her, "Hey, I want more of this worship because I felt the Holy Ghost." And so, if you would give a slap, the like in the in, in the YouTube for the band. We love you all, and we'll see you next week right here. Right here, 10 a.m. Revival Life Church. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Revival Life Church, as we kick off 2023, I have been sensing in my spirit that Holy Spirit wants to do something very new among us, but it is going to require us doing something new to receive it. The Bible tells us, in the book of Acts, that on the day of Pentecost, the believers were all together in one accord, and then a sound came like a mighty rushing wind. It was the Holy Spirit who had come to touch this unified body. Remember, Satan always comes to divide people. The enemy always comes to bring division in the house of God, but the Holy Spirit comes to bring 
unity. I believe that as we get together in the Word of God for 28 days starting the new year, God is going to do something new individually in our lives as we join our faith to the rest of the community, but He's also going to do something supernatural in our community. We'll kick it off on the Lord's Day. The first day of the year is on a Sunday. We're going to join together and worship God. And for the next 28 days, we're going to go through a reading plan together of the Bible. Every day, if you sign up for the Revival Life Church podcast, you'll receive a devotion that I will put out every day, reflecting on the scriptures that we read and a word of encouragement to help you usher the Spirit in to your life. I hope that in this new year, you will double down on your faith in God. You'll double down on gathering together as believers on the Lord's Day on Sunday, that you'll double down on reading the Scriptures, and you'll double down on praying and believing God for supernatural breakthrough in your life. And together, we will couple our faith to watch God do the supernatural in our midst. God bless you, and I pray that 2023 would be amazing for you and for all of us in our community as we join together in the Word.